Welcome to Hip Hop Movie Club, where three old heads put their old heads together to vibe on some of the most memorable or forgettable hip hop themed movies of all time. And here's HHMC with your HHMCs, Boogie, JB, and Dino Wright. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 3, House Party. Directed and written by Reginald Hudlin and produced by Warrington Hudlin. Starring Kid and Play, Full Force, Robin Harris, and distributed by New Line Cinema. House Party is a 1990 comedy starring the rap duo Kid and Play, in which Kid sneaks out of his home, despite being grounded by his dad, to attend a massive house party where all of his friends and the fine females are present. Along the way, Kid meets up with several obstacles, including the devilish Full Force crew. So, Boogie, what do you think of this film? What do you like? Okay, the storyline, the chemistry, and the humor. This movie was released in my eighth grade year, so it pretty much defined my high school years. I mean, I even had a shirt that was similar to the stripe when that kid wears in the beginning of the movie. You know, kid and play, super funny guys. And they were just as funny as they were nice with the mic, with the lyrics and the dance moves. I mean, my favorite scenes are the epic dance battle between them and the ladies and the rap battle between the two of them when they went at each other's heads pretty much. But yeah, I love this movie. It's it's one of those movies that I, I get a feel-good vibe every time I watch it. I know, right? What do you got? Boy, such a funny film. And I had never seen it from beginning to end before. I've only seen like dance battle scene and, and a few things here and there. But from start to finish, it's a really funny movie. And I really enjoyed some of the things I saw in there, especially Robin Harris. <laughs> so hilarious. Oh, when he said he started a fight in an empty room, I just lost it. <laughs> and I think I read that he, he came up with that on the day. That wasn't part of the script. That was ad-libbed. I think he and John Witherspoon, who's also in this movie, again, devouring scenes, ad-libbed their lines. So shout out to them for being so funny <laughs> on film. <laughs> Yeah, you guys nailed it. I feel like I use the adjective a lot here, but likable. You know, kid and play are just so likable. You know, you you want to hang out with them. They, you would be friends with them, and they're relatable. You know, we went through this phase like around the same time. You know, trying to fit in, trying to be the cool kids, and you know these these guys were the were the cool kids. And there were so many funny scenes. You mentioned John Witherspoon, always a scene stealer, and he was shouting out the window at the, at the, <laughs> at the party, <laughs> talking about public enema. <laughs> I spent $15,000 for this house, you know, telling the police, hold on, the, the girl's skirt is short. <laughs> He's all distracted and stuff. <laughs> it's only a couple inches from her thing. <laughs> it's crazy. And you get to see uh, Martin Lawrence uh, as Bilal and, you know, him and Tisha Campbell before, the, you know, pre-Martin Lawrence show. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. Um, all the escapades that happened as he's escaping full force. Those full force guys were hilarious too. With you know, they're stumbling upon each other and Pee Wee with his high pitched voice, like I'm gonna kick your freaking ass. I could just hear that. <laughs> it was just nuts. Had a good time. It was. It's a great time. You just watch it and you you laugh. There's like so many quotables in that movie. It's just ridiculous. And I, I think there was one thing that. Dana Wright touched upon Friday with John Witherspoon. 
and just seeing him in this movie, it was one of the, the funniest parts. Every time I, I hear him say it, it cracks me up. He picks up the phone, and his wife is like, what are you doing? I'm calling the police. <laughs> <laughs> and the emphasis, <laughs> the way the way he says it, <laughs> just so hilarious. So and good. Public, a public enema. Yeah. What's a public enema? What's a public enema? <laughs> <laughs> you do a pretty good impression. That's good. I like it. Yeah. Oh man. Oh man. Too funny. Too funny. Speaking um, of public enemy, though, at the beginning of the party, they're playing "Can't Do Nothing for You." Yeah. Right. And. It's one of my favorite Public Enemy songs, but at first I thought it's an odd choice for a party, given the subject matter of the song. But am I supposed to? Am I overthinking it? Like it's really got great beats. So that was that the important thing, Boogie? Can you can you? Help yeah, me on it was this? all it was. It was all about the beat because I remember when I first heard the song, I wasn't even listening to the lyrics too much either. I was just like, I can't do nothing for you, man. That beat was just funky. It's great. You want to dance? It's like, oh shoot. <laughs> I didn't really really realize what he was talking about until like years later because every time it came on, I could never sit still. Mm. So yeah, it's definitely it was definitely all about that beat. <laughs> the lyrics are just so funny. And I yeah, the lyrics are <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> the poignant though, too, because he makes some good points in it too. Yeah. Typical flavor flavors, mm-hmm. mixing the comedy in there with some message. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. It was just it's funny. Uh, Martin Lawrence, one of his like kind of breakthrough performances. Uh, he's a DJ for the party. He has these humongous speakers and all the equipment and the records, and they put it into this tiny car into the hatchback. And the, they're all getting this big humongous speakers are getting all scratched up, which is hilarious when you look back in retrospect. Now you can have tiny little Bluetooth speaker or everything out of your laptop. And now it's like, man, they had so much equipment to throw this party. Um, crates and crates of uh, vinyl and whatnot. Yep. Totally relatable. I was yeah. at the same time. So yeah. I was really just learning how to DJ in the late 80s. So by the time house party came out and going into high school, I was doing parties in high school and I was dealing with the same stuff, but I was dealing with don't scratch my speakers up. Don't bend my records. Don't warp my stuff. Don't to this day, I could be, I could DJ a party and you know, I'm, I'm breaking down my equipment and like, you know, there's people, you know, typical gentlemen. Hey, can I give you a hand with that? Oh, I got it. I got it. <laughs> I don't want anybody touching my stuff. <laughs> and it goes right back to that same scene that he had to deal with. You know, he was loaning in. It's like, you know, a lot of that stuff is very expensive. So you don't yeah. want, you don't want to get in fandangled and Jimmy jammed up in something. <laughs> so it's, it's like, I watch that scene and it's like, I laugh and I cry at the same time. Cause I'm like, man, he's scratching a wood grain. <laughs> <laughs> Like wait. Nails on a chalkboard. Wait. Yeah, I couldn't wait till I had speakers with the carpet on them. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and like even now, my speakers now they have like padded cases, you know, padded covers. So I could almost toss the thing around and it'll be okay. But yeah, that, that scene always cracks me up. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> oh man. It, there's a couple of other things that are always cracking up too is the 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 reminiscent Hey Love commercials. <laughs> yeah. Hey yes. Love. Yes. <laughs> that was so funny. That running gag is so good. 
Yeah, man. Those commercials are always on, too. Well, it's funny because Martin Lawrence has, like, no game in this. And uh, they call him Dragon Breath. (laughs) And he was funny. And the girls were were nice. They were cute. Shireen and Sydney. You know, and again, likable once again. And Mm -hmm. uh, Sydney was played by Tisha Campbell. And Shireen is A.J. Johnson. And, you know, they're all, you know, they're the object of their desire and whatnot. It was funny when um, Bilal, played by Martin Lawrence, <laughs> was trying to flirt with one of the girls. And his quote was, you're warm and fluffy like a buttermilk biscuit. <laughs> I was just cracking up with that line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's when I'm always, I'm always in forever was playing. <laughs> yeah. That was funny. But I love the, um, like you said, the rap battle between kid and play. That was nice. That was great. They're going back and forth with each other and just spewing the lyrics. And then the classic kid and play dance where they're tapping their feet together and spinning. And that's something that we always emulate at parties and stuff like that. Like, just try to like, hey, I'm going to hook my feet, turn around and whatnot. And then the other classic dance move that you always think of with kid and play, you hold your leg and like jump over it. And I saw that um, play was actually doing that and kind of stumbling on it in, in, the, in the house. And I was just yeah, laughing yeah. and he was kind of making fun of himself a little bit. Yeah, I used to love that that jump over the leg, man. Yeah. I, first time I did that, I was in middle school. In <laughs> class, and when I did it, everybody went nuts because nobody else could do it. <laughs> it's unique. I mean, I resort to do it in, in the pool now because there's no gravity and uh, I can do it. <laughs> That's the only way That's I can do it. a safe situation for to do that in. Yeah. No, I can't do it now, though. I, I could I'm never really... do it. I would, I would trip, and I, I'd be afraid to to crack my head open. I haven't tried that in a while. I'll see if I can still do it. I don't think you should. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't advise it. <laughs> oh man! And then um, there was a scene where George Clinton was DJing for old folks yeah, out there, and uh, kid was teaching them how to scratch records. That was pretty cool. Yeah, classic George Clinton scene. Yeah. I love that. I love, that whole scene was pretty cool too because um, you know George Clinton. He was doing it was it, it might have been like a like a a, a fraternity or or so. It looked like a fraternity. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, because they looked like they were like the older alumni from the from a fraternity or certain sorority, and um, George Clinton was just kind of sitting there bored, just playing the slow jams and kids like why don't you just put the record on and get some of that scratching motion going on and i'll get the mic and then he finally gets on the mic <laughs> and he's trying to hype the crowd up and the crowd is just looking at him like what is going on who are you where did you come from but you notice though as he's as he's trying to get the crowd hyped there's this one lady that comes through she's got like a pink top on and she's getting it in yeah <laughs> <laughs> that lady, that lady always, she always cracks me up, man. Cause that's, that, that's like my mom right there. <laughs> my mom. Everybody's trying to figure out what this young song is. And my mom is like, whatever. <laughs> and my sister and I used to crack up. My sister and I crack up on that scene all the time. Cause we just she's like, yo, look at her go. Look at her go. <laughs> Shout out to Boogie's mom. She's always having a good time. Uh, you know, if you don't know, three of us went to Ryder U and we would go back from basketball games. I remember Boogie's mom being there a few times and dancing between all the timeouts and just stealing the spotlight. And uh, I think it was like around her 70th birthday or so. And she was moving like, mm-hmm. like she was like 
less than half that age. So bless yeah, her. She's yeah, awesome. Right after her 70th. Yeah, right yeah. after her 70th birthday. Yep. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> we're back in the house party though, but every where that kid would turn, you know, you see this full force crew, you know, and they had a they had a vendetta against him because, you know, he bumped into them at school or something. They just couldn't give it up. And these guys were like always on his case and stuff like that. And it's crazy because you're chasing them down, chasing them down. And, and unfortunately, you know, the cops come and, and uh, <laughs> he gets sent to jail. He's caught like hiding in a freezer, <laughs> running from the full force crew towards the end. Uh, it's crazy. And in that jail scene at the end, later on, the thing that I thought was funny, and we'll get to some of the things we didn't like uh, in a bit, but with the one guy's like, you know, why are you in here? He's like, I cut out a man's heart. And the other guy's like, what are you in here for? He's like, I used to run a daycare center. It was totally like, what? <laughs> it was what? Like, what was that all about? Yeah, those guys were <laughs> creepy. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. They were pouring gasoline. They were going to, like, set the whole house on fire at one point. Yeah. Yeah. That was a quite serious turn there in the yeah. comedy. But, Yeah. <laughs> Like, whoa, arson's a like a real problem. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Arson's a serious crime. You know, they went from just, you know, bullying a couple guys to like, you know what, we we're just gonna have an arson situation going on here. <laughs> yeah, that was wild. But the thing the, the, the funny thing about it is ironic as it was, is that those those police officers, as annoying as they were, and you know, following and harassing, even even the language they used towards the, the young guys in that movie. If had they not been trailing those guys, they would have never caught them. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's true. You know, the, what I caught too, what was good, interesting, because we had already done in our first season, Origin of Hip Hops, there was a reference to Beach Street and Break-In as well as Crush Groove. There was, was kids' dad wanted to, well, he wanted to watch, was it Dolomite, Dolomite. or something? Dolomite. Dolomite. <laughs> <laughs> but besides that, kid and play were talking and they're like, hey, you want to catch the Friday night movie or whatever? Like that. I think they're playing, uh, I think they're playing Beach Street. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, Crush Group. Let me know when Breaking's coming on. I want to see that again. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, we just talked about most of these movies. That was awesome. It's the first time as a podcast, the film we watched referenced other hip hop films. So this was kind of a nice uh, callback. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. Check out our episodes on Breaking and Beat Street, guys <laughs> and girls. <laughs> I mean, there were some cringeworthy type scenes and dialogue and things like that. I know, Boogie, you mentioned the cops, the crooked cops. I mean, they were legitimately racially profiling uh, Kid and Play. They pulled a gun on Kid's dad at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, at one point, I think they said freeze Negroes, you know, so yeah. they, were, they were just nasty um, and, and racist. <clears throat> Another thing I, you know, I didn't like was a little cringeworthy was, you know, the jail scene and, you know, kid was rapping to avoid being like sexually assaulted in jail. And he used the derogatory F word for homosexual. He was referencing uh, Rock Hudson in a negative way. Another thing, too, kid was trying to be responsible about, you know, safe sex and play was like, it's all all on her. It's all on the woman and stuff like that. It's her problem if she gets pregnant. And I was like, but hey, I mean, this is that was very topical. It still is to this day. But 
it was like, oh, that's that's a rough uh, take on it by play there. Yeah. Yeah, there are there is some sort of casual misogyny and homophobia. And yeah. When the, the cops confront kid's dad, you know, he he gives it right back to them. And these yeah. days you think, oh, he would have been another statistic on the news, unarmed black man shot by police. Uh, but then I guess they got more leeway. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's hard to say. And then at the end, there's this corporal punishment thing going on <laughs> with kid getting a whooping. But I thought, uh, yeah, I was, no. I was, I was cringing during that. Yeah. On, on one, on one hand, actions have consequences. You could even say they have principalities. But uh, again, this is beating your kids to prove a point is is, is not looked upon yeah, the same was- way now. Yeah, he went past, He went way past the occasional pop on the hands. <laughs> he, be, he beat him through a good portion of the credits. <laughs> <laughs> he did. And not only, not only like you know, beat him, but like he kind of was was demeaning him as he was doing it, like you know, <laughs> cracking jokes and going a little bit overboard with it. I mean, in retrospect, like now that as as an adult and as a, as a parent, I look at him like, wow. I mean, back then it was hilarious, but like now it's like, whoa, whoa! <laughs> I <can> yeah, never... <laughs> yeah, definitely a little, little cringy there. Yeah, he was physically and verbally abusing him big time during the credits, and it was, yeah. I was, I was wincing <laughs> during that. Yeah, you know, we always ask, do you think this could be made today? And Dino Wright, you, you know, we were talking about this earlier. There is a reboot being made. Yeah, in a first for our podcast. It is being made today. <laughs> Warner Brothers and New Line Cinema and LeBron James and Maverick Carter, a.k.a. Spring Hill Entertainment in this case, uh, will be putting out a, I guess this is a reboot, on July 28th. So soon after this episode comes out, um, it'll be available on HBO Max. So it's, I guess it's direct-to-video <laughs> or direct-to-streaming in this case. And it's, it is being made today. Starring uh, Jacob Lattimore, correct? Yes. Yeah, I just remember that. Yep. So you can look it up. There's uh, a lot of info out there about the, the reboot that's coming up. It's like they've been trying to duplicate the formula for years, and it looks like they finally found a way to make it work. Yeah, they did. <laughs> Put some links in the show notes for, for no, that. But yeah. It's not good. I would not hesitate to throw it in the vault and lock it. <laughs> <laughs> we all should revisit that. Do a special episode or something. <laughs> the new uh, house party. I mean, there were what three or four uh, sequels on its own. Yeah, back in the right. day. Yeah. yeah, two was good. Two was really good. I saw two in the theaters. The pajama jammy jam. <laughs> Oh, is that where that comes from? That's where it comes from. Ah. <laughs> That's where it came from. <laughs> yep. They threw a pajama jammy jam. Kid was working in a working for the cafeteria staff as a as a um what's the, what's the word? Uh work study. Mm-hmm. So he had the access to the keys and they needed somewhere to throw a party to raise some funds. So they threw it in the cafeteria area. And uh yeah, it was a pajama jammy jam. It was an epic party too. <laughs> I rec- recommended viewing. That was party two. Nice. Three, three wasn't three wasn't too bad. Kids getting married, uh, trying to settle down, and they throw him a bachelor party. Bernie Mac is in it. Immature TLC, hmm. and uh, I can't think of her name right now. Who played um, 
Felicia and Friday was she's actually Kit's fiance. Oh, in the movie, yeah. So she, you guys should see her done up and not looking like Felicia from Friday. <laughs> Before House Party, Angela Means, Angela Means, Angela. Yep, House Party Four. I I came across it and I know. So Marcus Houston was in it. So I don't know if the other guys, the other members of the group, uh, immature were in it. Well, I think at that time we we're going by IMX. I don't know if the, I think the others were in it, but I, I didn't get into that one. I was just like, oh, I'm done with that. Kit and Play's not in this one. I think right now everyone's trying to determine whether or not Kit and Play are going to make a cameo in this reboot or not. So that ways to be seen. I think. What do you guys think? think they're going to make a cameo. It would have to. I think it have to. Yeah, I think so. Hopefully they do. I mean, that that would get me to watch it if I if I definitely want me get me to watch it if I knew they're going to have a, a, a brief cameo in it. Um, I'd probably bet that having some kind of cameo in it. Because in House Party Three, Tisha Campbell makes a cameo in that one. She's in town visiting family, and she and her and kid come across one another. And they have a brief convo, and she kind of wishes them well. But so that was cool. But I would love to see Kim play in, in this reboot. <laughs> I mean, what are Christopher Reed and Christopher Martin really doing these days? <laughs> they, couldn't, they couldn't hop on the screen for a few minutes, you know? I mean, you, you think they get paid? Why not get paid? Yeah. Yeah. I remember a few years after House, the House Party series, I saw Christopher Reed Kid pop up as uh, on Star Search. They, like, re, redid that the talent show star oh, search yeah i remember I him hosting that, that. Wow. yeah oh, that's right he hosted that for a little bit oh yeah yeah oh. wow that's yeah. right i forgot about that yeah i saw play resurface somewhere i can't recall where but not too much the thing about the original and you know i had we'd done some research on this but Peter Deming, the cinematographer, had also done two of my favorite movies, Evil Dead 2 and I Heart Huckabees. Yes. Uh, and they're very different movies and shows you his range. He also did Scream and Austin Powers and My Cousin Vinny. Uh, it won a cinematography award at Sundance. And Reginald Hudlin won the Filmmaker's Trophy at Sundance. So, you know, this was a comedy that sort of had some firepower behind it. And so yeah. from what I've been able to see from the reboot i don't know that they've had this kind of firepower to it and we'll see how the movie does uh calmatic is producing or is uh is directing this reboot so we'll see they actually won like serious awards <laughs> at sundance film festival for it so yeah. uh, you know they brought in calmatic he, he directed the video for old town road by little nas x and you know he's he's not a nobody so let's see how it, let's see how it does right huh do you know that um, Reginald and Warrington Hutland, the writer and producer, they're in the movie? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're the burglars. That's right. Yes. That are running from the dog. <laughs> <laughs> they run past and, and kid gets, gets trapped in a refrigerator. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's really so, good. Yeah, that was, I, I was what I was. That's pretty interesting. And did you know that the, the roles were originally written for that Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince? I think I did read that, but I forgot to note that. Yeah, yeah but I, for, I don't know why, for whatever reason, they, they might have they might have been touring because they were Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince were huge at that time. They were going international, so they yeah. may have been touring. It might have been conflicts with the schedule. I, I um, think um, that 
I wrote it in my notes, but I don't remember why I wrote it down in my notes, but I think there couldn't be in this film because of something with Nightmare on My Street. There's a lawsuit or something. Was that oh, yeah, they were it could have been. Yeah. So, yeah, so I do remember that lawsuit. I have to look, have to look at that again, but there was something about that whole hmm. thing that I think prevented them from doing this film. Yeah, this this one is always a fun one to mention. So Tisha Campbell and I went to the same high school. That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah. Shout out to Arts High. Arts High School in Newark, New Jersey, the first magnet school for arts in the country. Tisha Campbell went there. Yep. Met her nice. on a couple of occasions as well. She's very nice down to earth. Actually, coincidentally, she was just there. Was it last week or the week before um, visiting the school? One of my former teachers posted it on Facebook that she saw on, might have been, it was one of the sh- news shows, morning news shows, uh, one of the good day morning shows. And they saw that Tisha Campbell was at was visiting the school. So I think she contacted some people that was at the school and saw some pictures and she had posted some recent pictures of Tisha's visit. But it was, yeah, she was just there maybe a couple, two or three weeks ago visiting. Yep, she's very down to earth though. Love her. <laughs> I was reading recently, I, I did some research I think she she sued Martin Lawrence for some sexual advances or something when they were on the Martin show. Yeah, they had a yeah, there was a big falling out between them because of some advances or something that took place. It's like, yeah, depending on who you talk to, you depending on what story you hear about it, but I definitely was a fallout from it, from from it. And I think that there was a reunion within the past week or two. It just aired, yeah, it just aired on Friday. Yeah, and then there was talks of them reconciling. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if that how that played out or not, but yeah, uh, I'd be interested to see that. Yeah, yeah, they definitely reconciled. Um, yeah. And I think now that they, they they people are trying to see whether or not they want to reboot the show. I don't know if that's going to happen. You know, with yeah. Tommy not being in the mix anymore. But yeah, they, they definitely they definitely reconciled. Okay. And uh, came came to to terms with you know whatever happened and. Or trying to move, looks like they're trying to move forward, which is good, you know, whatever. People make mistakes, you know. Everybody deserves a second chance sometimes, and we'll see what happens with that. Yeah. <laughs> I think um, another cameo that I always loved with this movie, too, was Groove and Chill. Oh, yeah. Groove and Chill are actually phenomenal lyricists. They never, for some reason, they didn't really make it super huge, though. They have a couple of really good songs. Like there's a hip hop song. There's one song that, that always comes on. It ain't nothing like hip hop music. That song is my song. When that song comes on, I, I jump up and I dance. I got to dance. And I got to break out one of the old school dances to it because it's so catchy. But they have the same wordplay and the back and forth between the two of them like Kid and Play does. They don't dance as well as Kid and Play, but they have the same lyrical flow and commandment of the camera and presence and everything like kid and play but for some reason they never really made it as big as them but uh yeah i, I always get a kick out of seeing the two of them on, on scene together <laughs> they've actually gone on to make throwing a couple movies here and there too chill has been in a bunch of things i can't think of off the top of my head but i've seen him in a bunch of shows he's had guest appearances here and there he pops up every now and then funny dude though very funny <laughs> And our good friend um, Clifton Powell, Clifton Powell plays Pinky and Next Friday and Friday After Next with Sh- Shireen's brother. Ah. 
yeah, when Sid went to pick Shireen up, he was on the phone. <laughs> That's Pinky. <laughs> <laughs> and then we got our, our good friend, Anthony Johnson. <laughs> late, late Anthony Johnson. Better known as Ezel. Ezel. From Friday, <laughs> we played Easy E in House Party. Follow the drip. Follow the drip. <laughs> oh, you mentioned Groove, and that reminded me of the one other funny scene that I was cracking up at when he was the drunk guy at the party. He couldn't hold his alcohol. And uh, I think Play walked him back to his house, <laughs> ring the doorbell, and then <laughs> as soon as the front door opens, they just let him fall face first into the home and they like kind of ran ran away. <laughs> True story. I know somebody that, that that's happened to. <laughs> I wasn't there. I wasn't a part of it, but I know someone who they, I know some people who weren't involved in the situation. That, and when I heard about it, I was like, y'all just pulled a, a house party on the <laughs> like, Yeah, that's a classic encounter there. <laughs> that was funny. So, yeah, it's a good time. This movie's a good time. So movie is a good time. <laughs> yeah. Yep, absolutely. Highly recommend it. <laughs> yeah, so we want to do our official uh, little review that we always do here. So the choices are bring that funky flick back. Bring that, bring funky, that funky flick, flick back. back. Or leave it in the vault. So, uh, Boogie. <laughs> <laughs> Bring the flick back. I love this movie. Soundtrack is phenomenal. Love this movie. Yeah. Dino right? With a glass of red Kool-Aid. Bring that funky <laughs> flick back. Can I get an amen, Boogie? I mean, it's not cherry. It's not strawberry. It's not fruit punch. It's red. Red. <laughs> Some Kool-Aid red. <laughs> yeah. I agree. Bring that funky flick back. Bring that funky flick back. Yeah, Kidding <laughs> player naturals as actors. Sometimes it doesn't work out when you just throw some of these uh, hip hop artists on the screen, but these guys yeah. were naturals. These were naturals. Yeah, were. As you can see, they spawned multiple sequels. These men are entertainers. Oh, these and a cartoon. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, in the cartoon. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I gotta bring up one more thing though. Uh, feeding a red Kool Aid, but you catch the references to Dick Gregory drink. Yes, <laughs> I had to look that up. It's about Dick Gregory. It's about Dick Gregory. Like a weight loss thing or something, right? Yeah, it was a weight loss. It was a weight loss. Armenian diet. <laughs> uh, there's so many little references that they throw in this movie, oh, like man. CPT and Japanese people time. Oh, right. <laughs> You know, the funny, the one that always cracked me up though is when he, he's talking about um the Dolomite one, man. Because I actually, I, he's like, you don't want to watch Dolomite? You grew up on him. <laughs> Lay down in the jungle deep. <laughs> the jungle deep. I know the I know the whole thing, but I'm not even gonna get into it. I learned it. I learned it way before house party. <laughs> <laughs> I know. The, the 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 ties to other films from this movie, like Dolomite and and, yes. and Robin Harris, of course, Bay Bay's Kids. Like I had to watch Bay Bay's Kids right after yeah, watching yeah, House yeah. Party because I had to get more Robin Harris. <laughs> yeah, man, Bay Bay's Rob- Kids, another classic. Robin Harris did not mess around. His kid's dad 
And unfortunately, as we were discussing offline, he died shortly after the film premiered yeah. in the theater. Yeah. yeah, he died really young. It's a shame. Yeah. Nine days after it, yeah. Age 36. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's a shame. He was on his he was on the ascent upward too, because he was Everybody knew him from stand-up comedy. Mm-hmm. You know, he was on Deaf Comedy Jam. You know, he did guests open up for, you know, large, you know, more established artists. You know, he did the, the comedy circuit. We knew he was funny, but now you see him on camera and like, oh, he's got camera presence funny. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got something that we can kind of run with. And unfortunately, you know, he just didn't make it, you know. Yeah. yeah. He had a bright future. He had a bright future. He did. Robin Harris. Funny, funny dude. <laughs> yeah. Rest in power, Robin Harris. Absolutely. Hip Hop Movie Club is produced by your HHMCs, JB, Boogie, and Dino Wright. Theme music by Boogie. Special thanks to Susan Berger, to Wanda Edwards, and Allison Yaris. Hit us up at hiphopmovieclub at gmail.com or on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at hiphopmovieclub. You can also check us out at hiphopmovieclub.com. On the next episode of the Hip Hop Movie Club podcast, your HHMCs will discuss Don't Be a Menace to South Central while drinking your juice in the hood. Subscribe with your favorite podcast app and you won't miss it. Remember, don't hate, participate. Yes. Participate. And the roof coming down at the end. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like the opposite of Wizard of Oz or something. <laughs> yeah, they blew it off in, the, in his in kid's dream and it came out at the end. <laughs>